Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jacob Beer Show today. Today, we are joined by Micah Beckwith, who is a great person. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, Jacob. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Are you ready to dive into the questions today? Absolutely. Yep. My first question is, in less than a week, of course, Joe Biden will be taking office. What is your biggest fear with his radical agenda? Well, I think a lot of the strides we made under President Trump where we got rid of big government overbearing, overreaching uh, policies are going to be rolled back. You know, a lot of it was done through executive order under President Trump, which I'm not a fan of executive order. I think this is the this is the problem with executive orders. You can have one you can go from one administration to the other and they can just override what the previous administration did. President Trump did a lot of great executive orders and overrode uh, what President Obama had done to, to really hurt our nation in a lot of ways. And so I think you, you'll see that under a, under a Biden administration. Um, and so I, I think, though, you know, I, I don't, you know, totally, yeah, I don't usually lose myself in fear. Um, you know, I'm a believer. I, I'm a Christian. And I know the Lord says, you know, fear not. I mean, we're, we're not called to be children of fear. We're called to be children of, of victory and, and, and uh, fearlessness. And and so I, I look at it as really kind of exciting times that we're going into, because I think for America's sake, I think we could see a lot of uh, states start taking back more authority that we've given up a long time ago when it comes to the federal government. And that was never our founding father's intention was to have a big federal government. Um, you know, the 10th Amendment makes it very clear in the United States Constitution that, that it, unless otherwise stated by the Constitution, that really the the uh, the governing and the policy decisions need to be set at a state and local level, and so that that's we've we've given that up as states. We've we've said to the federal government, you know, you know, here's all of the authority govern us, and that was never what our founders intended. And so exactly. hopefully under yeah, hopefully under a Biden administration, the states will will push back and say we're not going to go along with this federal government. We're going to actually take back our authority and we're going to govern how we see fit. And not how, not how Washington sees fit. Just like the fifteen dollar minimum wage, in some places like California, where it's higher, where it's more expensive to live, it makes more sense to have a higher minimum wage. But here in Indiana or Ohio or Kentucky, you don't need a fifteen dollar minimum wage. Big difference, and that's why that the minimum wage should always be a state issue and even local issue, never a federal issue. Right. Exactly. Like in Michigan yeah. and Detroit, it's it's a lot more that you get paid a lot more for minimum wage compared to in Carmel, Indiana or in Greenfield, Indiana. Right, right. Next question I have is, what are your thoughts on the mask mandate? Currently only four state legislators are sticking up, Chris Jeter, Kurt Nisley, and John Jacobs, and one other person from Southern Indiana. What are your thoughts on the mask mandate? Yeah, I'm against any mass mandate. I, I think that's just a, it's an overreaching, uh, a, a pr oppressive, it, well, let's just, it's, the government doesn't have the authority to, to do something like that, in my opinion. You know, the governor right now is saying that it's because of an emergency, right? Well, the emergency declaration was issued, you know, what, eight months ago now? I mean, this was, it was never the intention of that emergency declaration to, to, to see an emergency go this long. If it has to happen quickly for a short period of time, that's one thing. But then he should have called the legislature back into into office in the session and and they should have we should have had proper representation. You know, I I 
I, I don't go along with the mass mandate right now, strictly because as a Christian, the Lord has called me to honor authority that he has placed above us in the nation that he has placed us in. And when the governor and, or any legislator, uh, or I'm sorry, any mayor or executive makes an overreaching or a bureaucratic, uh, a bureaucratic agency says we have to wear a mask mandate, they're not going through it uh, about, they're not going about, about it through the proper channels and making a law. And our constitution specifically lays out how a law should be enacted. It has to be written, it has to be passed in the House, passed in the Senate, and then signed by the executive. If that were the case, if there was a mandate and it went through the legislature in our state, well, then I wouldn't agree with it, but I would follow it only because the Lord tells us that we need to honor the authority that he's placed above us. But the governor is not the authority that he has placed above us. The exactly. president is not the authority. It, the, a mayor is not the authority. The authority God has placed above us in the United States is the Constitution. The Constitution is what we need to honor and follow. And so when a governor steps outside of the line of the Constitution, like I believe our governor has, when it comes to the mandate, I have to, I have no choice but to say, sorry, governor, I'm not going to go along with this because I have a duty, first and foremost, to honor and to follow the Constitution. And so that's why I disagree with the mask mandate. And I honestly, I don't, if someone wants to wear a mask because they feel like it's best for their situation, go for it. I have no problem. It should be masks. their choice up to them. It should be their choice. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not anti-mask. I'm just anti the government telling us through a, an executive order that we have to wear a mask. So I, I love the constitution and the process. And so, so that's what I, that's where I stand on, on the masks. I agree with you completely on it. I mean, when it comes to, and a lot of state reps and state senators back in March when this first happened and in May and everything, they wanted a special session, but the governor yeah. would not call a special session. And, and if you just look at the voting results, a lot of people voted for Donald Brainwater. Why? Because people were not happy with Holcomb. And I didn't even call him a special session. If he had called in a special session, I agree with you, you know, I wouldn't have been the biggest fan of it, but I have obeyed it because it's the process. But, mm -hmm. you know, just like you said, the constitution, there's no process where the governor can really just say, all right, everybody, wear a mask for 30 days or else you're going to get fined 600 bucks. You can't do that without it right. completely being passed with um, the state house and state senate in session. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Next question is, and this is one, vaccines are coming out, of course. Uh, I'm not anti-vax or anything. But what are your thoughts on if they force vaccines? Yeah, I'm not going to take it. Um, and, and I absolutely disagree. With, yeah, and I'm not anti-vax or anything. I take no, the flu shot every year, but I will not be taking this vaccine. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Listen, I'm not anti-vaccine either. If someone wants to take a vaccine, again, it's their choice. Let them take a vaccine. If they believe it's best for them and their body, then, they, then let them do it. But for the government to actually come in and say, we are going to stick a needle into your arm and inject you with something, I don't care. I don't care if it's water. If they were, if they were in, if the government forced me to drink water on principle alone, I'd stop drinking water, you know? And, and so that's the, that's the issue. The issue is COVID vaccine or not COVID vaccine. The moment the government comes in and says, you have to do this or else you will be fine imprisoned. You can't buy groceries or you're not going to be able to go fly on a plane or things like that. That is just absolutely out and of the it is question. So much against the constitution again just like on the yeah. mandates against the constitution yeah. 
it's we yeah. the people. And, you know, a lot of people, when it comes to mass work, we're just going back to that. Um, Representative J. Paul Washington the other day said, oh, I got COVID and I tested positive because a bunch of Republicans were not wearing masks. Well, there's a photo of her from the Capitol thing where she's not wearing a mask. So a lot of our leaders, it's do as I say, not as I do on the vaccine right. and on the mask mandate, which yeah. even shows well, a bigger hypocrisy. I know. Well, what a stupid comment to make in the first place. You have no idea where you got that. You could have, you could have stepped into a convenience store and got and contracted the COVID or virus from the convenience store. To say like you got it from a certain group because they were doing a certain thing is the most stupid asinine thing that you could say. And she should know better. But the um, it's it, all about media attention because then she got to right. go on CNN and you know why? Why do right. um, people on both sides say things like that that are sometimes dumb? because they'll get on Fox News or CNN and that's how they can get yeah. their profile up front for a higher office. That's right, that's right. Well, and uh, I think it's interesting. We, we have crippled, in, we're, we're crippled in fear over a virus that has a 99.6% recovery rate. And I think that's astonishing because we are the nation that stormed the beaches of Normandy and took down fascism that was that was sweeping across Europe. We we stopped it. We sent our bravest men and women into the fight and we stood up against some of the most evil, wicked uh, tyrants that this this world has ever seen. And now here we are a few generations later. And we are bowing down and so afraid of a virus that has a 99% recovery rate. Exactly. I think the greatest, I think the greatest generation of the World War II era would be rolling in their grave right now um, because of how we are responding to this. It's not even, it's not even scary. I mean, I know people die from it. I know people lose loved ones, and that's that's not that's sad, absolutely. But this is not the Black Plague. This is not even the Spanish flu. This is a virus that has a very high recovery rate, 99.6%. It's technically not even a pandemic because in order for it to be a worldwide pandemic or a pandemic in general it has to be a 1% mortality rate at least. And we don't have that. It's not a 1% mortality rate. And so uh, I had COVID, yeah. I had COVID a few months ago and it was, I mean, it sucked. It was like, a, it was a really bad flu that wouldn't go away. And, and, but you know what? I believe God has made our bodies to fight off things like this. If we, if we put the right things into our bodies, like the, the eating the right foods and immunity, we're taking our immunity. Yeah. Right. And I think also, it's such a, it's so, uh, sorry. I, it's, I was the last thing I'll say on this. It's very hypocritical for people to say, oh, you got to be safe and you got to care about, you know, how healthy you are now from a society that, that gorges itself on uh, McDonald's, you know, the Big Mac. And we have people who are, <laughs> you know, are obese living in this world. And now all of a sudden we care about like this, this health issue. I mean, to me, it's just, a, it's just hypocrisy. It you is. Know, every, everywhere you look. So another thing about vaccines that I'll just say real quick for all our viewers is um, a big thing about vaccines is they're not always effective. And, you know, people say, how do they get certified so quickly? Well, 40% of the people who fund the CDC are big pharma, not to mention. And also, after Reagan signed an executive order in 1985, he sent an order where you can no longer sue big pharma, big pharmaceutical companies. So to get back to the point about the vaccine, it, would the vaccine even technically help the cause for the coronavirus? That's the other question. Yeah. We don't know, of and course, you know, I love, yet. I love, 
And I love Ronald Reagan, but I'll tell you what, that is the probably the biggest thing he did while he was in the office that I disagree with. I, the fact that he gave that much uh, protection to pharmaceuticals in our nation. They funded uh, his it, campaign, just like they fund every campaign. I know. So I, right. and I, was down, I was down at the state house on Wednesday testifying, Jacob, uh, in support of Senate Bill 74, which is a bill that would make it illegal for um, uh, employers to mandate people take uh, a vaccine. And you could see on the testimony uh, in the Senate te- uh, committee, you, you could just tell who was getting paid by pharmaceutical companies and who wasn't. And it was really easy to see. Even in the who state assembly. The even yeah, even in the state assembly. So it, it is that you're right. You know, these pharmaceutical companies, they'll put a lot of money into getting these politicians to do their will. And that's, and that's not good. And I mean, we, we have a real problem with that in our nation. So exactly. Now, if you don't mind, I'm not going to ask for names or anything like that. But um, was it a committee that you testified before? Yeah. Yes, um, it was. How yeah. How many people on that committee would you say were probably big pharma funded? If you had- Well, I, I could think of, I could probably think of at least three, um, but there was one in particular and, uh, and he's a Republican and, and you could just tell he was advocating for, uh, for big pharma, pretty hardcore in, in most of his, uh, in, in most of his statements and his comments. So um, yeah, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something that I was, you know, proud to be a Republican in that moment. I was looking at these Republicans that were on this committee. And I'm thinking this is the problem with the Republican party. I mean, I I'm a huge Republican. I love the Republican principles, but we've gotten away from having leaders in our party that actually really give one, uh, one care about, uh, Republican principles. We have, you know, I live in Hamilton County. We have a lot of, we're, we're red County, but we're, but we have so many leaders in the Republican party that only have an R next to their name because they know they wouldn't be able to win. Otherwise if they had a D. And so they get into office and they govern like Democrats, they govern like progressive liberals and everyone's just as astonished at why this is happening. And well, if you listen to anything they say, you'll, you'll be like, wow, you sound just like a Democrat. You sound just like, you know, the, the AOCs of the world. The only difference is they have an R next to their name. And so you, it'll be interesting. You'll, I think we'll see Indiana probably go back to being a Democrat state here in the next uh, five years or so, just because the Republican leadership is just alienating all of their base. They just, they don't care about their base. They care about, uh, they care about appeasing the left and the moderates more than they care about standing on principle. And so, so you alienate your base. Well, guess what? Come election time, nobody goes out and works for you. No one, no one campaigns for you. No one tells their friends to get out and vote for you. And then that's how you lose states like Indiana. We, Indiana is a great state to live in because of Republican policies, but we have Republican leadership now that that is they're they're blowing it and and they're gonna they're gonna just basically hand the state back over to the Democrats uh, on a silver platter and we know that Democrat policy is not good policy yeah. without a doubt not good policy for and so I don't want it to go Democrat I'm just saying with the way that our state uh, GOP is acting they it, it will probably go Democrat here soon so yes um, one other final question that I have is what are your thoughts on voter fraud? Yeah, well, I think it's rampant. Oh, huge. I think it's rampant. I think that I think that this election, this presidential election was absolutely fraudulent. I think you look at even take a state like Pennsylvania, how is it possible that we have 170,000 more votes in Pennsylvania than there are registered voters? I mean, even that right there should warrant a an audit. But nobody wanted to audit 
Everyone wanted just to recount. And our Republicans in, in Washington, they're not fighting for this. They're they're giving what? up. They don't they don't care about fair free and fair elections. And you and wonder here's why people were mad. A week yeah, right. You wonder why. Yeah, it, you, By the way, I should just, mention to all my viewers, um, I do not support violence. I only support peaceful protesting. But well, you know, 99% of people who were there were peacefully. And those people who were there peacefully, we all know why they were mad and why they were protesting peacefully. They weren't just going to D.C. for a random reason. They were doing that because it was stolen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we should always, we should never want violence. I mean, it, violence is not... Is, it was not what God intended for us ever, uh, but there is a time and place for violence. I mean, even scripture lays it out. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 8 says there's a time for war and there's a time for peace. I mean, so you go to, like, what's the difference? Why do we celebrate the violence and the insurrection of 1776? Why do we, we celebrate? I mean, that was very violent. A lot of people died. A lot of government officials died. And a lot of people on both sides died. But we celebrate that in our nation. Why? Because it was our people fed up with overbearing tyrannical government. And we said we had enough, but we had to go fight for it. And so I think it's very hypocritical for us to say, oh my gosh, this insurrection that happened a week and a half ago, how terrible of a thing this was. I look at it and I say, well, what did you expect government? What did you expect? You're, you're not protecting free and fair, you're not protecting free and fair elections. You're not, and if we lose our free and fair elections, we lost our Republic. So of course people are going to take up arms. The whole reason for the second amendment is to push back on the tyrannical government. It's not for hunting. It's so that we can take up arms and we can carry out violence if necessary against the tyrannical government. I don't like violence. I hope we never see like war. I, I, war is hell and everyone who's gone through war knows it, but there is a time and a place for it. And so why I, my question is, why do we celebrate the insurrection of 1776 and then have the audacity to say an insurrection like this was out of place? You know, and then just go back to the summer. There were riots and looting happening all over this nation. And I didn't hear lawmakers, you know, screaming, oh, my gosh, how terrible is this? You saw lawmakers saying, well, rioting. Nobody said yeah. And none of our people in Indiana, none of them, none of our um, congressmen or senators or governor, the governor didn't call the National Guard and the governor didn't check up with Mayor Joe saying, hey, uh, Mayor Joe, I want to cross party lines and help you so that our city can be built faster. You didn't see yeah, it was it was uh, it was right this summer rioting was just the voice of the people. I mean, that's what we were told through the media, through the Democrats in Congress. Well, rioting is just their people are fed up with injustice. So, you know what? It's just the voice of the people. And here we have it. Then you see riots on the house where the government lives. And then they have a problem with, they don't have a problem burning down Kenosha, Wisconsin, but you go to their house in Washington, you burn down their house. Well, now there's a problem with that. To me, I think that's incredibly hypocritical. It's like, no, you should have a problem with burning down Kenosha, Wisconsin, if you're going to have a problem with them burning down your house. So my thing is, why don't you just be consistent there, lawmakers, you know, and, uh, and don't, you know, because right now we're seeing one is good and one is bad. And, uh, and that's, I think everyone hates hypocrisy and that's very hypocritical. Absolutely. And we don't like hypocrisy. No, no. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It means a lot to all our viewers. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Well, I think you're doing a great thing, Jacob. And, and I, I look at you and I just, I, I'm, I have, I'm encouraged and have hope for our future, uh, because of, uh, the next generation of, uh, leaders like yourself that, are, uh, are being raised up here in our nation. So keep it up, keep speaking truth. Don't let anybody uh, silence your voice, man. We need it out there. Absolutely. So 
Cool. Thank you. Absolutely. Have a great day. You too.